Welcome in to The Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. I'm Robert Ash, the host of The Degenerate Gambler. This podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. Today's the day, the first round of the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament, 16 games on tap. We're going to bet all 16 games today. Yesterday was the first four games. We had that podcast yesterday morning. So far, we've hit on the first three uh, fourth game in action as we record. Right now, Michigan State up 11 late in the first half as we record. We had Michigan State minus two. So if that holds, it will be a 4-0 start to the NCAA tournament for the podcast. Again, we got 16 games, and we're going to start right now with the matchup uh, at Hinkle Fieldhouse to open up the NCAA tournament. It'll be the Florida Gators, 14-9 and on the season, taking on the Virginia Tech Hokies who are 15 and 6 on the season. Florida 10 and 13 against the spread so far this year. Virginia Tech 11 and 10 against the number. The pick the game is actually an even spread. It's a pick 'em. And uh, as we take a look at some of the uh, statistics, Florida averaging 73.96 points per game. They shoot 35.6% from three-point range. Virginia Tech 72.1 points per game. They shoot 35.6% from three-point range as well. These two teams have not met since 1991. Their lone meeting with Virginia Tech getting the victory at the Red Lobster Classic in Orlando back in 1991. Virginia Tech is 1-4 against the spread in their last five games. 3-6 against the spread in their last nine 1-4 1-4 against the spread in their last five against SEC opponents. Florida, 1-4 against the spread in their last five games as well. 2-7 against the spread in their last nine. 4-14 against the spread in their last 18 against ACC opponents. As uh, both teams uh, struggling against the spread right now and struggling against the spread uh, against the other conferences, uh, Virginia Tech does have uh, some issues. Uh, they are missing a pair of guards in Connor Diara and Justin Cohn. Uh, both out indefinitely and not expected to play in this uh, game. Of course, Florida's missing Keontae Johnson, who is out with a heart condition and has been out since December. And Florida's played basically its entire season without him. So it'll be an interesting match- matchup with Virginia Tech missing two of their top uh, bench players. So it shrinks the bench a little bit for the Hokies. Virginia Tech and Florida is a pick. 55% of the money coming in on Florida, and we're going to take the Gators as well. This game really is a pick uh, Two teams, different styles. Uh, Florida wants to get up and down a little bit. Uh, Virginia Tech wants to keep things in the half court. Virginia Tech uh, does a pretty good job uh, defensively of uh, trying to uh, keep you from driving and also keep you from uh, being able to go into the post to a guy like uh, Colin Castleton or uh, Anthony Deruji. Uh, Florida's going to have to hit their outside shots, I think, to win this one. Uh, considering they're a team that shoots about almost 36% from three-point range, uh, they were the best three-point shooting team in the SEC this season. Uh, they're going to have to rely on that. I think they're going to be able to do that. I think Florida is going to have just enough uh, to beat Virginia Tech in what should be a good game uh, between these two teams. We're going to go 
Florida as a pick over Virginia Tech. Next up, as we do these games in chronological order based on start times, next up we are going to keep with the SEC theme, another SEC team in action. It's the Arkansas Razorbacks, 22-6 on the season, taking on the Colgate Raiders at 14-1 on the year. Arkansas 18-9 against the spread this season. Colgate 10-5 against the number. Arkansas is an 8.5-point favorite coming into this one. Razorbacks averaging 82.3 points per game. They shoot 33.9% from three-point range. Colgate averaging 86.3 points per game. They shoot 40.2% from three-point range. Colgate, second in the nation in scoring, seventh in the nation in field goal percentage, third in the nation in three-point percentage coming in to this matchup. Uh, So it's an extremely well-coached and a good shooting team uh, that Arkansas will be facing when they take on Colgate uh, later on this morning. These two teams have yet to meet all time. On the hardwood, Colgate is 6-2 against the spread in their last eight games. Arkansas 8-2 against the spread in their last eight. 10, 8 and 2 against the spread in the last 10 when playing as a favorite. The spread is 8.5 for Arkansas. 59% of the money coming in on Colgate at plus 8.5. This one was a tough one for me because uh, there's. I I can see this game staying close because Colgate's going to run with Arkansas. Colgate shoots the ball extremely well. There's one weakness on Arkansas's defense. It is defending the three-point shot. Uh, Last year, they led the nation in three-point defense. This year, uh, they're in the bottom third in the country in defending the three, and that could become an issue in this one. However, I'm going to take Arkansas and give up the eight-and-a-half points in this one. I think this game stays close for the entire 40 minutes. I think Arkansas gets enough distance between them and the Raiders, probably at the free-throw line late. I think Arkansas can close this out, win by nine or ten. Uh, but I think it's gonna. I think it's a scary game for the Razorbacks. I wouldn't be surprised if Colgate wins this game outright. However, I think Arkansas wins this game. I think Arkansas covers the spread. Give me Arkansas minus eight and a half against Colgate. All right. Next up, we go to a one versus sixteen matchup as the Illinois Fighting Illini take on the Drexel Dragons. Illinois on the season twenty three and six on the year. Uh, Drexel 10 and 6 on the season. Illinois 19 and 10 against the spread. Drexel 12 and 4 against the number. Illinois comes in 22 and a half point favorites. The Illini averaging 81.4 points per game, shooting 37.6% from three point range. Drexel 71.3 points per game. They shoot 36% from three point range. This will be the first all time meeting between these two teams. Drexel is 5 and 1 against the spread in their last six games. 4-1 against the spread in their last five. 4-1 against the spread in their last five played in March. Illinois, 6-1 against the spread in their last seven games entering this matchup. Illinois, again, a 22-and-a-half point favorite. 54% of the money coming in on Illinois at minus 22-and-a-half. And we're going to jump on Illinois and give up the points as well. I think Illinois makes a statement in this one. I don't think Drexel can handle the athletic ability of Illinois. Uh, they definitely don't have anyone inside that can deal with Kofi Coburn. Uh, Ayo DeSumo's beginning to come back into the form that he had for most of the season before he broke his nose. 
Uh, this Illinois team, I think, is on a mission to get to the Final Four, uh, and I, I see that happening. I see Tulsa. Excuse me. I see Illinois winning this game convincingly. Give me the Illini minus twenty-two and a half against the uh, Drexel Dragons. Um, as we go to our next matchup. Uh, Texas Tech, seventeen and ten on the season, taking on the Utah State Aggies, twenty and eight on the year. Uh, the Red Raiders, ten and seventeen against the spread this season. Utah State, sixteen and eleven against the number. Texas Tech minus four, four point favorites coming into this one. Texas Tech averaging seventy three points per game, shooting thirty four point seven percent from three point range. Utah State averaging seventy three point two points per game, they shoot thirty three point five percent from three point range. These two teams have met one time, all-time. Texas Tech won that game, and Texas Tech covered the spread in that matchup. Uh, Utah State 3-6 and six against the spread in their last nine games, 4-9 against the spread in their last 13 as an underdog. Texas Tech 6-14 and 14 against the spread in their last 20 games. They are 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six against Mountain West opponents, but they're 5-13 and 13 against the spread in their last 18 games while playing as a favorite. 56% of the money coming in on Utah State plus four in this one. I actually am going to lean Texas Tech minus four. I think Texas Tech is a bad matchup for Utah State. Texas Tech wants to slow things down. They want to make you play for 30 seconds on offense and play for 30 seconds on defense. Uh, their defense is not as good as it has been the last couple of years under Chris Beard, uh, but they're still a solid defensive team. The key to Texas Tech is going to be uh, Matt McClure, or excuse me, Matt McClung. Uh, and uh, McClung, if he's on fire, there's no stopping Texas Tech. Now, if he's cold, Texas Tech is very vulnerable. Uh, but I think McClung is going to be uh, solid in this game. I don't know if Utah State has anyone that can match up with Texas Tech and McClung uh, on the defensive side. I think McClung goes off for about 25, 27 points. I think Texas Tech wins this one. Uh, they'll probably pull away late, hit free throws. Uh, to cover the spread, give me Texas Tech, minus four against Utah State. All right, next up, uh, we uh, look at the Ohio State Buckeyes at 21-9 on the season, taking on the Or Roberts Golden Eagles at 16-10 on the year. Ohio State, 17-12-1 against the spread this season. Or Roberts, 14-9 against the number or uh, Ohio State 16-point favorites in this one. Buckeyes averaging 77.3 points per game. They shoot 36.4% from three-point range. Or Roberts averaging 81.7 points per game. They shoot 39.04% uh, from three-point range. It is the first all-time meeting between these two teams. Or Roberts is 5-1 against the spread in their last six games. 4-1 against the spread in their last five games played in March. 1-4 against the spread in their last five games played on a Friday. Ohio State, 5-1 against the spread in their last six games played on a Friday, but 1-4 against the spread in their last five games while playing as a favorite. Ohio State, 16-point favorites in this one. Uh, I do like the Buckeyes uh, in this one, the win going away. Now, Or Roberts has the nation's leading scorer uh, in this matchup. However, I don't know if that will matter when it's all said and done. Uh, I like uh, Ohio State uh, to win to win big. 65% of the money is coming in on the Buckeyes at minus 16. So we're going to go with the money. We're going to go with the Buckeyes. I think 
they uh, looked like they've started to turn things around in that Big Ten tournament. They got all the way to the final, pushed Illinois to overtime. Uh, I do worry about Ohio State when they get into games against teams with some size because uh, they're a small team. They're a short team, uh, and teams with size can be an issue. Uh, but Ohio State shouldn't have that issue uh, at least until they get uh, to uh, the possibility of playing um, in the uh, – Elite against Baylor. I think everyone on their side of the bracket uh, is relatively around the same height. So I don't think that's going to be an issue. It's not going to be an issue in this one. Give me Ohio State minus 16 against Oral Roberts. All right. Next up, we go to another number one seeded. It's the Baylor Bears. They come in uh, as this loads up 22 and 2 on the season. Uh, Hartford is their opponent, 15-8 and eight on the season are the Hawks. Baylor, 15-9 and nine against the spread. Hartford, 15-8 and eight against the number. Uh, Baylor comes in 25.5-point favorites in this matchup. Baylor averaging 84.3 points per game, shooting 41.8% from three-point range, uh, which is na- the nation's leading three-point shooting team, by the way, is Baylor. Hartford averaging 65.8 points per game. They shoot 32.7% from three-point range. These two teams have met twice all time. Baylor won both meetings. Neither meeting had a spread attached to it, so they're 0-0 against the number. Now, Hartford is 5-0 against the spread in their last five games, 5-1 against the spread in their last six, 4-1 against the spread in their last five games played in March. Baylor, 2-5 against the spread in their last seven games. 2-4 against the spread in their last six games played on Fridays. Baylor comes in 25.5-point favorites. 70% of the money coming in on the Bears at minus 25.5. And I'm going to go with Baylor as well. I think Baylor's getting to that point now where they're starting to look like the Baylor we saw before the season in spite of loss in the Big Big 12 tournament against Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State right now is on fire. I think Baylor caught Oklahoma State at a bad time. But we started to see things kind of turn a little bit prior to that uh, with a couple of huge blowout wins over West Virginia and Texas Tech, uh, two teams that I expect to advance at least past the first round of the NCAA tournament. I think Baylor's starting to you know figure things out a little bit. Give me the Bears, uh, minus 25.5 against Hartford. All right, next up, we go to uh, the Loyola Chicago Ramblers, 24-4 and on the season, taking on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, 17-8 and on the year. Loyola, 16-9-1 against the spread. Georgia Tech, 15-10 and against the number. Loyola comes in 5.5-point favorites in this one. Uh, the Ramblers averaging 71.5 points per game, shooting 36.8% from three-point range. Georgia Tech averaging 75.5 points per game. They shoot 34.8% from three-point range. Uh, these two teams have yet to meet all-time. Georgia Tech 8-1 against the spread in their last nine. Uh, 7-3 against the spread in their last ten as an underdog. Loyola Chicago is 0-5 against the spread in their last five games played on a Friday. However, they are 6-0 and against the spread in their last six games. Now, this game, there's a key issue in this game. Uh, ACC Player of the Year, uh, Mitchell Wright, uh, has been downgraded out for this game. He was the ACC Player of the Year. Uh, 
officially it's undisclosed, but a lot of rumors going around that he uh, uh, is contact traced with COVID. So he's going to be out uh, tonight's game. And if they advance, he'll be out uh, when they play uh, Illinois on uh, on Sunday. Uh, so that's a key injury for Georgia Tech or a key missing piece for the uh, Yellow Jackets in this one. Uh, we watched the Loyola uh, spread go from uh, minus two to minus five and a half. Uh, 54% of the money is on Loyola Chicago at minus five and a half. We're going to jump in on that as well. I think with Wright being out, uh, that is a huge factor for Georgia Tech. Uh, he is the ACC player of the year, as I mentioned, uh, averaging about 18 points, uh, nine rebounds per game. I think Loyola wants to slow it down, and I think they're going to be able to do that. Uh, I think Cameron Krutwig, uh, their big guy inside, without Wright being there, should have a field day and feasting on Georgia Tech's interior. I like Loyola Chicago a lot in this game. Give me the Ramblers minus 5.5 against Georgia Tech. All right, next up, we got the Tennessee Volunteers who come in at uh, – 18 and 8 on the season. They take on the Oregon State Beavers, who are 17 and 12. Tennessee 14 and 12 against the spread this season. Oregon State 18, 9, and 1 against the number. Tennessee comes in eight and a half point favorites. Volunteers averaging 72.5 points per game. They shoot 33.7% from three-point range. Oregon State averaging 70.6 points per game. They shoot 35.3% from three-point range. These two teams have yet to meet. All-time, Oregon State 10-1 against the spread in their last 11 games. 9-1 against the spread in their last 10 games as an underdog. Uh, Tennessee 8-4 uh, against the spread in their last 12 games as a favorite. Now, Tennessee is a 8.5 point favorite in this one. However, 61% of the money is on Oregon State plus 8.5. And we're going to take the Beavers plus 8.5 in this one. Matter of fact, I'm going to sprinkle a little on the money line at play, plus 375 because I think Oregon State wins this game. Uh, Tennessee, you really don't know what you're going to get. D- did Tennessee turn a corner uh, in the you know game and a half against Florida, the second half of the Florida game, the end of regular season, and then the entire game against Florida last Friday and, uh, and the first half of the game against Alabama on Saturday? Or does Tennessee revert back to the Tennessee that was up and down all season long? They're going to be without... Their big man inside, John Fulkerson, I think that can be a huge issue uh, for the uh, for the Volunteers in this one, um, as he is uh, expected to be out. Uh, he's listed officially as questionable, uh, but he's not expected to play. If he does play, I don't think it'll be a whole lot in this one. I like this Oregon State team. I like the way they ran through that Pac-12 tournament. They knocked off, you know, the top seed Oregon. Uh, they knocked off the number three seed uh, Colorado, uh, and did so convincingly against Oregon, and did so by coming from behind against Colorado. Then this Oregon State team can get a win out of this. I think they're going to win straight up. So personally, I will sprinkle some money on the money line, uh, but the official bet is Oregon State plus eight and a half against Tennessee. We'll take a quick break, come back, and we'll break down the other eight games coming up on uh, on this Friday. In just a moment, this is The Degenerate Gambler. Welcome back into The Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. As we move on to the evening session of games uh, for tonight's uh, opening round of the NCAA tournament, 
will go to the Oklahoma State Cowboys, 20-8 and eight on, on the season, taking on the Liberty Flames, who are 23-5 and five on the year. Oklahoma State, 17-10-1 against the spread. Liberty, 16-8 against the number. Oklahoma State comes in 7.5-point favorites. Cowboys averaging 77 points per game, shooting 33.8% from three-point range. Liberty averaging 74.8% uh, excuse me, points per game, shooting 39% from three-point range. Liberty is 17th in the country in three-point, seventh in the country in three-point shooting, 17th in the country in field goal percentage at 49.1%. Uh, coming into this one, these two teams have yet to meet all time. Liberty six and two against the spread in their last eight games. Two and four against the spread in their last six games played on a Friday. Nine and two against the spread in their last 11 games while playing as an underdog. Oklahoma State, eight and one against the spread in their last nine games. One and six against the spread in their last seven games played on a Friday. Oregon State, or excuse me, Oklahoma State comes in seven and a half point favorites, 52% of the money coming in on Oklahoma State, minus seven and a half. And I'm going to jump in on that as well. Uh, I think Oklahoma State is a better team. They're going to have the better player on the floor in Cade Cunningham. Liberty has won 12 straight. Liberty is a good ball club. Like I said a moment ago, they're in the top 10 in the nation in shooting and three-point shooting. Uh, so Oklahoma State is going to have to lock things down defensively. They're going to need guys like Isaiah uh, Likely. Uh, they're going to need Cunningham to play some defense. And, and both are capable. Cunningham's got to stay out of foul trouble. He got in some foul trouble in the Big 12 tournament, and it, and it, and it hurt Oklahoma State. Uh, the they can ill afford for that to happen here uh, because if Cunningham gets into foul trouble, Liberty can get control of this game. I don't think it's going to happen. I like this Oklahoma State team uh, to make a little bit of a run in the tournament, and it starts with a victory over Liberty. Give me Oklahoma State minus 7.5 against the Liberty Flames. All right, moving on. Next up, it's the North Carolina Tar Heels, uh, who sit at uh, – Wow, this is loading up slow today. 18 and 10 on the year, taking on the Wisconsin Badgers, who are 17 and 12. North Carolina is 13, 13 and 2 against the spread. Uh, Wisconsin 13, 15 and 1 against the number. North Carolina minus one and a half, uh, one and a half point favorites. UNC 75.6 points per game they average. They shoot 31.6% from three point range. Wisconsin averaging 69.6 points per game. Uh, they shoot 35.9% from three-point range. North Carolina has won three of the four all-time meetings against Wisconsin. Wisconsin's covered in three of those four meetings. Uh, Wisconsin does have an injury with Ben Carlson out with an upper body injury. He's out indefinitely, and that's a factor for Wisconsin. Uh, the Badgers, by the way, one and four against the spread in their last five games against ACC opponents. Uh, North Carolina comes in 6-2-1 against the spread in their last nine. One and four against the spread in their last five against Big Ten opponents. Uh, coming into this one, again, North Carolina, one-and-a-half point favorites. 52% of the money coming in on North Carolina, minus one-and-a-half. And this is a game in which I really absolutely love North Carolina in this one, minus one-and-a-half. Wisconsin has the experience. Uh, North Carolina's got the beef. Uh Guys inside like uh, Armando Baycoat and Walker Kessler, uh, to name name a few, uh, their beef inside, I think, can become a huge issue for Wisconsin. If North Carolina's not turning the ball over, which they have a tendency to do uh, with their guard play, if their guards do their job, get the ball inside, don't turn the ball over, don't force anything, I think North Carolina wins this game easily. Uh, and Wisconsin's been very... For a team as experienced as Wisconsin is, they're very just uh, 
enigmatic. They just don't quite, there's something wrong, and I don't know what it is when it comes to Wisconsin, uh, but I think Wisconsin season comes to an end tonight. Give me uh, North Carolina at minus one and a half against the Wisconsin Badgers. All right, moving on uh, to a two versus 15 matchup. The Houston Cougars, 24 and three on the season, taking on the Cleveland State Vikings, who are 19 and seven on the year. Houston's 19 and eight against the spread this season. Cleveland State, 18 and eight against the number. Houston comes in 20 point favorites. Uh, the Cougars averaging 77.6 points per game. They shoot 36% from three point range. Cleveland State, 71.4 points per game. They shoot 31.9% from three-point range. So it'll be the first all-time meeting between these two schools. Cleveland State, 8-3 against the spread in their last 11. 6-1 against the spread in their last seven games while playing as an underdog. Uh, meanwhile, Houston, 13-4 against the spread in their last 17 games. 2-4 against the spread in their last six played on a Friday. 13-4 against the spread in their last 17 games while playing as a favorite. Houston comes in 20-point favorite, 63% of the money coming in on Houston, minus 20. I don't got a whole lot to say about this one. I think Houston's defense uh, will be the deciding factor in this one. I don't think Cleveland State's going to be able to to, uh, to score uh, like they need to uh, to stay in this game and stay close. I think there's a reason why 63% of the money coming in on Houston. Uh, I like the Cougars big in this one. Give me Houston, minus 20 against Cleveland State. All right, we're moving on to our next matchup. It'll be the uh, Purdue Boilermakers at 18 and 9 on the season, taking on the North Texas Mean Green at 17 and 9 on the year. Purdue 14, 11 and 2 against the spread this season. North Texas 16 and 9 against the number. Purdue comes in seven and a half point favorites in this one. Boilermakers averaging 71.1 points per game, shooting 33.5 percent from three point range. North Texas, 69.8 points per game. They shoot 37.6% from three-point range. These two teams have yet to meet all time. This will be their first ever meeting. North Texas, 8-2 against the spread in their last 10 games. 4-1 against the spread in their last five. 4-1 against the spread in their last five played in the month of March. Purdue, 5-1 against the spread in their last six games. 4-1 against the spread in their last five. 6-1 6-1 and one against the spread in their last seven games while playing as a favorite. Purdue comes in 7.5-point favorite, 63% of the money coming in on the Boilermakers at minus 7.5, and, a half, and uh, we're going to jump in on that as well. I think Purdue has the best guy on the floor in Travion Williams. He's a big guy inside. I don't think anybody from North Texas can match up with Travion Williams. Purdue's made a conservative effort over the last couple of weeks to make sure – they get that ball inside and get Travion Williams touches. They keep with that um, that game plan. Purdue wins this game easily. Uh, North Texas has been a nice story. They made a nice run in the Conference USA tournament, upset Western Kentucky to win uh, in overtime to win the Conference USA tournament. Uh, but I think their story ends here. I like Purdue a lot in this one as well. Give me the Boilermakers minus seven and a half against North Texas. All right, next up, it is the Clemson Tigers, 16-7 and seven on the season, taking on the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, who are 15-11 and 11 on the year. Clemson, 11-11-1 against the spread this season. Rutgers, 13-12-1 against the number. Rutgers comes in one-and-a-half-point favorites. Scarlet Knights averaging 69.6 points per game, uh, shooting 31% from three-point range. 
Clemson, averaging 65.3 points per game, they shoot 34.5% from three-point range. These two teams have met twice before. They have won, They have split the series one win apiece. They've also won and won against the spread as well. Uh, as Rutgers comes into this one, they are 2-7 and seven against the spread in their last nine games played on a Friday. Clemson, 2-4 and four against the spread in their last six. 5-10 and ten against the spread in their last 15 against Big Ten opponents. 2-7 and seven against the spread in their last nine games played in the month of March. Rutgers comes in one-and-a-half point favorites. 55% of the money coming in on Rutgers, minus one-and-a-half. And, a half. and uh, we're going to jump in on Rutgers as well. This is one of the games that fill out my bracket that I've been almost 100% sure of. Um, when it comes to a 7-10 versus 10 matchup, you never really know. But I really like the 10 in this one over the 7. Uh, just about every one of my brackets has Rutgers beating Clemson. I'm convinced of that. Uh, Rutgers minus one and a half, I think, is the play. Give me the Scarlet Knights minus one and a half against the Clemson Tigers. All right, next up, we can move on to a 6 versus 11 matchup. It is the San Diego State Aztecs, 23 and 4 on the season, taking on the uh, Syracuse Orange, who are 16 and 9 on the year. San Diego State, 14 and 12 against the spread. Syracuse, 12 and 13 against the number. San Diego State, three point favorites coming into this one. Uh, San Diego State averaging 74 points per game, shooting 37.4% from three-point range. Syracuse averaging 75.8 points per game. They shoot 33.6% from three-point range. These two teams have met twice all time. Syracuse has won both meetings. Syracuse has also covered the spread in both previous meetings. Syracuse 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five games, 5-2 five and two against the spread in their last seven 5-0 against the spread in their last five games played in March. San Diego State, 1-4 against the spread in their last five games. 1-4 against the spread in their last five played in March. 1-4 against the spread in their last five games while playing as a favorite. San Diego State is a three-point favorite. 56% of the money coming in on San Diego State, minus three. I think this is one where we go against the money, and I'm going to go with the 2-3 zone of Syracuse. Look, the fact is this when it comes to Syracuse. If... San Diego State cannot exploit Syracuse's 2-3 zone. Uh, they're in deep trouble. San Diego State is not a great three-point shooting team, uh, shooting just uh, 33.6% from there. Uh, so they're going to have to find a way to get inside that 2-3 zone of Syracuse. And it, it's Jim Beheim. He seems to always find a way, at least in the later part of his coaching career, of taking a team that probably you said on Sunday didn't really belong in the NCAA tournament and turning around and winning a game or two uh, and making a run uh, in the in the in the NCAA tournament, this Syracuse team sets up the same way as well. Uh, I, I'm I'm convinced Syracuse wins this game. I'm probably going to sprinkle a little on the money line at uh, plus one forty, uh, but our official bet Syracuse plus three against San Diego State. All right, we got two more games before uh, we uh, end the podcast, uh, the final two games of the evening. Uh, the first one, the West Virginia Mountaineers, 18-9 and nine on the season, taking on the Moorhead State Eagles, who are 23-7 and seven on the year. West Virginia, 13-14 and 14 against the spread this season. Moorhead State is 19-9 and nine against the number. West Virginia comes in as 13-point favorites. The Mountaineers averaging 77.3 points per game. They shoot 35.7% from three-point range. Morehead State averaging 68.8 points per game. They shoot 35% from three-point range. Uh, 
Two teams have met once all time. West Virginia won that meeting and also covered the spread in that meeting as well. Moorhead State, 4-1 against the spread in their last five games. 5-1 against the spread in their last six played on a Friday. 10-1 against the spread in their last 11 games while playing as an underdog. West Virginia, 1-4 against the spread in their last five games. 3-6 against the spread in their last nine while playing as a favorite. 1-4 against the spread in their last five games playing on a Friday. Now, Moorhead State has won nine of its last ten. That includes two wins over Belmont, a Belmont team that actually won the Ohio Valley Conference regular season title. They knocked off Belmont in convincing fashion to win the Ohio Valley Conference tournament on March 6th, 86-71. Uh, they also owned an 89-82 win over Belmont as well. So this West Virginia, or this uh, Moorhead State team has played good competition this season. Now, not the competition uh, as good as West Virginia. Uh, the money is 50-50 coming in on this game. Uh, West Virginia minus 13 is going to be our play here. I think West Virginia's got the better coach. I think they got the better talent. Uh, I think Derek Culver can have a field day inside on Moorhead State's defense, and that's going to be the key. They're going to have to feed the beast inside. Derek Culver, uh, Miles McBride, if he can hit a couple of shots outside, that will help loosen things up a little bit. McBride and Culver are going to be the key to West Virginia, What, uh, how far they go in this tournament, not just winning on Friday night, but how far they go. I like this West Virginia team to make a run in the tournament. I think it starts tonight with West Virginia minus 13 against Moorhead State. And our final bet of the night, the final game of the evening features the Villanova Wildcats, 16-6 and on the season, taking on the Winthrop Eagles at 23-1. and Villanova, 12-10 and against the spread this season. Winthrop, 13-11 and against the number. Uh, Villanova is a 6.5-point favorite in this one. Uh, the Wildcats averaging 75.5 points per game. They shoot 35.2% from three-point range. Winthrop averaging 79.5 points per game. They shoot 35.3% from three-point range. Now, these two teams are meeting for the very first time. Winthrop is 5-2 against the spread in their last seven games, 5-1 against the spread in their last six games in the month of March, 10-0 against the spread in their last 10 games as an underdog. Uh, Villanova is 11-10, uh, excuse me, 10-10 against the spread in their last 20 games played in the month of March. Uh, but 14 and 5 against spread in their last uh, 19 games as a favorite. Uh, Villanova has lost three of its last four. Uh, they're 0 and 2 since Colin Gillespie, their star point guard, went out with a torn MCL. Uh, they were close losses, though. Lost by two to Providence, lost by one to Georgetown. Uh, so I don't know how much you can read into that. Now, it seems to be a uh, huge. Uh, popular pick in the in the five twelve upset Winthrop over Villanova. I'm actually liking Villanova minus six and a half. Sixty percent of the money is coming in on Winthrop plus six and a half, but I like Villanova in this game. I think you giving you gave Jay Wright six days to figure out this team uh, without calling Gillespie, uh, and I think that's going to help a team like Villanova with a coach like Jay Wright, who's won a couple of national championships recently uh, in 2016 and in 2018. Uh, it's not the same Villanova team that we saw in those years, but Jay Wright is still the same coach, and I think he'll have something figured out. Uh, they do, they're do. they still going to have uh, 
the two best players on the floor at least in uh Jeremiah Robinson Earl and um and Jermaine Summers. Uh I think this Villanova team, if they can get their shots to fall early, I think they can lock down defensively and they can give Winthrop some trouble. Uh but they cannot let Winthrop hang around. They let Winthrop hang around and get confidence. They could find themselves uh, on the wrong side of an upset here. But I like Villanova to at least win this game. I don't know if they can get past this first round, but I do like Villanova in this one. Give me the Wildcats minus six and a half against Winthrop. So our 16 bets once again are Florida as a pick against Virginia Tech, Arkansas minus eight and a half against Colgate. Illinois minus 22.5 against Drexel. Texas Tech minus 4 against Utah State. Ohio State minus 16 against Oral Roberts. Baylor minus 25.5 against Hartford. Loyola Chicago minus 5.5 against Georgia Tech. Oregon State plus 8.5 against Tennessee. And personally, I'm going to sprinkle some on the money line on Oregon State as well. Oklahoma State minus 7.5 against Liberty. North Carolina minus 1.5 against Wisconsin. Houston minus 20 against Cleveland State. Purdue minus 7.5 against North Texas. Rutgers minus 1.5 against Clemson. Syracuse plus 3 against San Diego State. Going to sprinkle some on the money line on Syracuse as well. West Virginia minus 13 against Moorhead State. And Villanova minus 6.5 against Winthrop. If you notice a pattern here, I'm not expecting a whole lot of upsets on Friday simply because I've got this feeling that there's not going to be as many upsets as we've seen in years past. I feel like we're going to see the cream kind of rise to the top. The best teams are going to play their best right now. Um, now, I could be totally wrong, and I probably will be totally wrong about that when it's all said and done. Uh, but at least for Friday, I'm not seeing a whole lot of upsets. I've got three seed upsets total in Oregon State, Rutgers, and Syracuse. Um, and that's it that I see uh, in the opening round. We'll see what happens, uh, but enjoy the games. Enjoy the NCAA basketball tournament. It's been a long time since we had it. It's been two years. Uh, I, I can't remember how many days. I think they said 705 days or something like that. Uh, so enjoy the tournament. You know, Place your bets. Uh, win some money. Do well in your brackets. Um, our final four here on the podcast, if you missed our uh, NCAA tournament preview, uh, our, uh, our final four is Gonzaga. Alabama, Baylor, Illinois, and I've got Gonzaga over Illinois to win the national championship. Gonzaga to finish undefeated for the first time and to be the first undefeated team since 1976 uh, to uh, uh, first team since Indiana 1976 to finish the season unbeaten. Uh, as we leave uh, on the podcast, uh, Michigan State is up eight right now on UCLA, 53-45 with about 14 minutes to go. Uh, if that holds... We'll have a 4-0 day and a 4-0 start to uh, the NCAA tournament. Uh, and we'll be back on Saturday for the uh, 16 games in that half of the bracket for the first round of the tournament. And until then, this is The Degenerate Gambler.